Hi, I'm Jamie. I've been a producer, director, and a screenwriter. I'm Brad. I've been a videographer and a screenwriter. This is TV We Love, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a single season of our favorite TV shows. And maybe some of our second favorites, too. Welcome, Jamie. How are you? I feel welcome. Yeah, it's the... Welcome to you, too. Welcome. Uh, yeah, we are... Yeah. Hi. I, I think I can hear an echo. Echo. Not echo, an echo, echo, but like reverb. Oh, yeah. We're in a new space. New space. Uh, an undisclosed bunker. <laughs> sounds like it from the fallout yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it are people. you gonna move that chair the entire time a little bit a little okay, bit it keeps it. my foot is resting on it and it keeps sliding oh okay why are you busting my balls because you have some to bust <laughs> <laughs> you could have just left it as you have some that was funny that was so funny Oh, my God. Did we talk about how I fell? No. No. Okay. I fell this week. You did. And I almost fell a second time. Yeah. The first time oh was God. impressive, though. We were just out walking. We I lost five pounds this week. Yeah. Just so everybody knows. I know we mentioned that we were doing a, a weight loss pool. Yes, so everybody I lost knows. a quarter of a pound. Hey, that is all right. I feel like I've made some bad choices this weekend, though, so I have to mm-hmm. hit Monday through Friday right. a little bit harder. Yeah, this weekend was a little too loose. Yeah, a little too loose. Yeah. But anyway, you and I... But yeah, you rolled. Going for a walk, <laughs> and you are to my left. We're sharing a sidewalk, Yeah. and little did I know that the top right corner of a sidewalk square is missing. It was a considerable drop, and my ankle rolled a little bit, and... And my first instinct was to just reach out and grab your your right shoulder. Yeah, that was a bad idea. With my left arm. Yeah, no, (laughs) because your shoulder gave way and just your shirt stretched. Yeah. And so I'm leaning forward and, and trying to get my feet underneath me going. And this all happens like probably within a second and a half, two seconds. And yeah, then, it happens so fast. So fast. And then, you know, like my feet aren't catching and my brain tells my body like this is a literal thought that i have like tuck your arm in and just roll yeah (laughs) so i did it and you did it well thank you i feel like i ended up looking like a superhero kind of (laughs) at the very least a hollywood stuntman i've never seen anything (laughs) like it it was it didn't even look like you hurt yourself that much it did hurt a little bit i'm not gonna lie hard i felt the top half of my spine either realign or go out of alignment. I'm not sure, but it's like from the mid spine up, I just felt it all, especially in my right shoulder because that was the, the tuck and roll shoulder. But it definitely looked like a superhero hero role. Yeah. Why was that hard for me to say? I don't know. Hero role. I don't know. Let's not have a, let's not have a night of not being. Hey, we're early. We are early. It is 11. I'm sure how long we've been going three minutes so we started at right at 11 30 p.m it's amazing amazing we are two hours ahead of the game yes on average uh oh you should tell them what you were looking at when you fell 
oh, a prison bus. Yeah, in the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, somebody in our neighborhood bought a prison bus, a legit prison bus. It The letters have been scraped off of it, but you can still peek into the windows, and it's like caged off in the back and caged off in the front. Yeah. Like The very back is for the bad inmates right and like the rest of it's just for the regular inmates and then there's a cage separating the driver i wonder what they're gonna do with it i don't know but it makes i feel like they're probably gonna do the uh what's it called like they're gonna refurbish it and make it like a motorhome or something something really hipster they probably got it for super cheap on a government site yeah but it makes me want to buy a prison bus Imagine doing Uber or Lyft with a prison <laughs> bus. You just open it. Oh, my god! Hop in, everybody. We're, yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. That I love crazy. the thought of that. I yeah. love the thought of it. They would never let us do Uber or Lyft with that. No, though. they wouldn't. Man. Anyway. But a man the role, can though, dream. Yeah, a man can dream. <laughs> and a woman. True. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like at the very least, I looked like a, a stunt man yeah you know i would agree yeah. i'm telling you it was an impressive all right role now for my ego can you tell me what sort of a noise i made Did I, you didn't make any noise are you serious it was like it was weird like i, I would have been like ah I mean, and I probably would have cried and ran away. What I was hoping you would say is that I did not scream like a girl. You did not scream like a girl. Okay. I don't think you made any noise at all. It happened really Man. fast, but I do not remember a sound. See, I recall, I recall maybe something. maybe a uh when you hit the ground. Uh. But no, it wasn't even that bad. I think it was like a uh. No, I think when I was falling, I made like a. a Kermit the Frog on steroids sound. I'm like, you know? I don't remember that. It probably happened so fast. Maybe. The whole thing really did take like a second and a half, two seconds tops. Because yeah. I, I feel like I gave a, a good effort, you know, to like catching myself and regaining my yeah, balance. Yeah, I agree. But I also knew right away that it wasn't going to happen and I should just tuck the arm and roll. Just commit to the roll. Yeah. And yeah. Then part of me was like, I should have just stayed down. <laughs> I don't know. Just I feel cold. like you got up pretty fast, too. I don't feel like I got up at all. Nothing about it was graceful. I just feel like it was <laughs> quick reflexes, though. Yeah. What are you drinking right now? It's red, and it's, it's got a lot of ice. Okay, it's uh, Le Croix. Le Croix. Le Croix. There's this debate. Is it pronounced Le Croix okay. or Le Croix? You know what I want to do real quick? Le Croix. What flavor is it? As I look this up, what flavor is this? I don't know. I think it's pomegranate, but it doesn't really have much flavor. You know, it's just like, but I put, uh, I squirted some sugar-free cherry flavoring in it. Is it L-A space C-R-O-I-X? Yes. Okay. La Croix. La Croix. French to English, and our French listeners will know this, and some Canadian listeners. It's French for the cross. Okay. Yeah. But is the drink, the canned drink, is it actually pronounced the French way? Because there's been some debate over this. I'm not a La Croix person, so Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly. But if you just do La space C, it translates to lake. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's a trend. Okay, L-A-C is lake. It, this is what Google Translate is saying. So if it's not accurate, please let us know. On our social media pages, TV We Love Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, X, 
if you will, <laughs> Facebook, or email us at tvwelovepodcast at gmail.com. How was that? That was a nice little plug for our social medias. You know, That's pretty good. Pretty specifically, good. the Frenchies out there, let us know. Oh, okay, or, wait. Or French majors. All right, this says, it's not La Crocs. Oh, yeah? Or La Croix. Okay. Or La Croix. Okay. Or even La Creox. Okay. <laughs> the brand posted Monday, La, you know, we won't say it, is pronounced La Croix. <laughs> La Croix. Really? Yep. Because Google and Translate says. with enjoy. La Croix. Mm-hmm. Interesting, because okay. Google Translate says. La Croix. La Croix. <laughs> that, w- that would be correct. That's why there was a debate, I guess. Yeah. Because in French. La Croix. There you go. <laughs> but the brand says. La Croix. <laughs> La Croix. But that's, I feel like that's Americans just bastardizing everything Maybe. you know but i don't know that's what the brand said mm-hmm. the cross i'm drinking the cross okay no i i don't and it's just like flavored seltzer water right yeah okay yeah i i really like just seltzer water with uh the juice yeah it's basically the same thing yeah but is it as good is it as good as spraying the little juice into it that's what i did so, you, what flavor LaCroix are you drinking? I don't know. It doesn't really... I mean, it's like maybe... I can go look, but I have to take my it's headphones not. off. But I think it's uh, pomegranate. I heard it tastes like plastic LaCroix. Do you want to taste it? Well, now it's got the strawberry stuff in it. But yeah, yeah I am a little bit thirsty. Okay. Here we go. Mm. Not so much a fan. <laughs> Well, good. <laughs> it does taste a little plastic. Give it back to me. I want. I want it back. <laughs> okay. All right. So enough jibber jabbering. Would you like to talk about a Moroccan Christmas? I would. All right. All right. Sweet season five, episode eleven Give of me the that Super recap. Fan Cut. The summary. Yeah. Well, I got all other stuff first. I got to get oh, to. Oh, okay. We, we have a list here. Do I it. haven't done this one recently, but I will say that this episode aired December 11th, 2008. Okay. December 11th, 2008. Uh, it gets an 8.2 on the IMDb rating okay. scale. It's directed by Mr. Paul Feig, and it is written by Justin Spitzer. Okay. What do you think of that? Its original runtime is 21 minutes, 43 seconds, and the super fan cut runtime is 28 minutes and 49 seconds. So we're packing seven extra minutes into this episode. Nice. I do like it. It is a good episode. I do, too. I always like all of the Christmas episodes that they do. I do, too. They're good. It's good to like merge them together and then just play, you know, like on near Christmas, just yeah, do a oh, Christmas yeah. office marathon. So Have you done that? No. Or is it just another dream? You know, I used to play The Office when I drove Lyft because I had a DVD player in my car when the headrests were monitors and stuff. And I had an idea to play all of the Halloween episodes. But, you know, it's only Halloween usually for the cold open. It's generally not the entire episode. Right. So there's only a couple episodes where, like, Halloween is the theme the entire time. So... I, I like nixed that idea. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. 
All right. You ready for this summary now? I am. Phyllis blackmails Angela into doing the work for the Christmas party while Michael turns in, why, which Michael turns into an intervention after Meredith gets drunk and sets her hair on fire. Meanwhile, Dwight corners the market on a popular Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. You're That's all. pretty good. Yeah. Covers all the bases. It does. All mm-hmm. right. So the episode opens on the cold open where Dwight walks in and he sees that Jim has a very, what's the word I'm looking for? Perfectionately? Thoroughly. Thoroughly. I like that. Yeah. Has wrapped Dwight's desk, chair, and belongings with Christmas <laughs> wrapping paper. Uh, yeah. And uh, Dwight's like, yeah, nice going, Jim. I'll have this unpacked in five minutes. Right. You know, Jim, he's he's pretty impressed. No, you won't. Yeah, he's 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 basically telling uh, uh Dwight that that's not going to happen and Dwight references skinning a mule deer. Do you know what a mule deer is? No. Me either and I forgot to look up. So <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, Dwight throws his uh, briefcase onto the desktop, and just as he does that, he also sits in his chair, and as we all know, everything just kind of falls it apart. It collapses. Yeah, just collapses, and he falls on the ground. Uh, and the thing that is extra in the Superfan cut is it now cuts to Jim in the break room, and he's wishing us, or he says chicken wire. It was chicken wire. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know what was supposed to be chicken wire. He framed? I guess he desk. framed it with chicken wire. Oh, that's a lot of chicken that's wire. That's a lot of work. Yeah, that took a long yeah. time. Uh, and then he wishes everybody a Merry Christmas, which I thought was a nice little touch. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, so that's the cold open. Are you good at wrapping Christmas gifts, birthday yes. presents, anything with wrapping paper? Yes, I love it. I am horrible. Really? Yeah. I love it. Everything that I do looks like, um, what's the word? Shit. Yes. <laughs> I cannot wrap anything oh, I at love all. It. I love it. That's good. You're going to handle all the wrapping paper duties. Yep. I like to get creative. and. Yeah, I'll just gift bag it, honestly, at this I mean, point. when I'm in a hurry, gift bag yeah. is the way to go. One time, I think I wrapped uh, uh, the boys' Christmas gifts in tinfoil. Oh, I've done that. Yeah, I think, for I, I think like I've done that. Last minute. If yeah, I'm out of wrapping paper. What are we gonna do? I think that was the situation I was in, and and if I didn't do it, I definitely thought about doing. It. I remember it as I if mean I it did works. It. There's this shiny foil yeah, holiday wrap, so yeah, it's, I think it fits. It's amazing. So, yeah. All right. So now the actual episode opens on the bullpen. Pillows are everywhere. Phyllis is the lead of the party planning committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stanley's not going to wear his little uh, fez hat. Is right. That what it is? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not going to be the big man in the little hat. Nope. Uh, Angela disapproves of all of this. Yes, she said, oh, "You're making Christmas into an opium den." An opium den. Yeah. Is an opium den from Moroccan? I don't think it is. We'll talk about that in a second when we get to hookah. So that's, <laughs> this is where I yes. get this from. Michael is optimistic that this Christmas party is going to be good. He's he needs an invitation to get into the party, which is weird because and he if, loved that yeah, idea. He's like, this is he's awesome. Like, this is awesome. It's going to be the best Christmas party ever. Or it might not because I always think it's going to be right. <laughs> which I feel like those are two digs at Angela. Yeah, exactly. Um, Phyllis, though, she's being super bossy, specifically to Angela. Yeah, uh, she is. She's letting being this... sweet to Michael, though. She's like, oh. 
she loves that he thinks it's a good party idea. Yeah, this so. is this is like a rush for Phyllis. Mm-hmm. I think like she's she's getting off yeah. on this. Uh, but Phyllis doesn't think her control over Angela is like legit blackmail because there hasn't been a formal letter letter. Right. So, um, of course Phyllis knows that Dwight and Angela are hooking up and she's using this secret to have control over the party planning committee and Angela specifically. So she has Angela remove the Christmas tree in the office because it's not on theme. Right. So, I don't know if Christmas trees are in Morocco, but I did look up, are there pine trees in Morocco? And uh, it, it, the internet search basically said, if your travels take you to the slopes of the Atlas Mountains, you will encounter a rich variety of evergreen, oak, cedar, and pine forests in the Steppes region, Steppes region of Morocco. Okay. So, yeah, basically, I, I feel like the pine trees could have stayed. Yeah. So... Well, um, I have a couple things. Yeah. So, first of all, they don't celebrate Christmas in Morocco. And, uh, I mean, it's basically, I mean, it's just not, they don't celebrate it there. Because it's yeah, not I, in their their main religion, yeah, you know? Yeah. Christianity. I, I think I read 99% is Muslim. Yes. Yeah. Um, Islam. And uh, I think Phyllis did this purposely i don't think this is you know the writers but to me i feel like this would be such a dig at angela yeah (laughs) to go with a definitely non-christian based yeah i haven't thought yeah you know what i'm saying so it's like just dig it in a little more yeah you know i agree i i totally see that i i didn't think of that either yeah but obviously yeah that would be a total dig at angela is to have sort of an anti-christian right christmas party yeah yeah um, and then the other thing is she said, I don't know. Phyllis said, I'm not sure if it's blackmail because I think there has to be some kind of official letter or something. Yeah. So what she said, yeah. Formal um, letter. A yeah. formal letter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what do you, do you, do you know if that's true or not? No, I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I always thought like blackmail is, is essentially what Phyllis is doing when you right. have dirt on somebody and you use it against them to get what yeah. you want. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most of the time it involves like information right. that you have information that you're holding over someone. Um, and most States, according to justia.com treat blackmail as a type of extortion or coercion, which involves threats of violence or other harm in order to compel a person to do something. Blackmail is generally classified as a felony which could result in multi-year prison sentences and large fines. I, all right, but think of how so think of how ironic this situation is. Uh-huh. Generally, the people doing something wrong like you you have to be doing something wrong for me to blackmail you. Potentially illegal for me to blackmail you. Right. However, I'm the one that would get in trouble right. because I'm using that information for my benefit. Right. That seems kind of messed up. Yeah. Like, I don't so know how I, think I feel it's about the that. Way, maybe it's just the way the law is saying, let us handle the law. Yeah, I guess or you're going to get in trouble too. I guess blackmail maybe is sort of like an anti-vigilante-ism. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
I, I've not thought about that, but since you read it out like that, it, it is, it is weird that yeah. like the blackmail person, the victim of the blackmail is not a good person to begin with. Right. Otherwise there would be nothing to blackmail. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But does it make the blackmailer just as bad for using that against them? I think, I, I think maybe or worse? not. I think maybe not. They're either on par or a little bit kind of a good guy. They're just being selfish. That's all the blackmailer right. is doing. They're being They're selfish. They're being manipulative and controlling. Sure, sure. Right? But if if I moonlight as a killer and you try to extort me for money so you won't tell, I mean, that's essentially blackmailing. Uh-huh. It, it, clearly, you're better than me. You just... I mean, but why wouldn't I just kill you? Anyway, we're, we're, we're getting <laughs> off topic here. We digest. We, yeah, we digest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, All I right. just thought that was interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Very interesting. I feel like there's, a, it, I could go down a rabbit hole of, I know, me for too. hours yeah, on me this too. discussion. Me too. So it's, we got to be careful not to do okay, that. Okay, let's not do that. All right. All right. So she gets Angela to take the tree. Yep. And Angela does struggle with it. And yep. she makes a comment about an ant being able to lift like five times. Five or f- times. Okay. And it's actually, I think it said 40 to, hold on. It's a lot more than that. 50 up, 10 to 50 times their weight. And on average, 40 times their weight. That's pretty crazy. That's a lot. Ants are pretty amazing. Yeah. But. Do you do you know one thing I've learned about ants? What have you seen an ant's face like a uh, macro zoomed or? I macros- have. They look yeah. like dicks. They look like mean <laughs> little creatures, man. Yeah, they do. They look. They do look mean. So I, and honestly, I feel like ants are kind of mean. Like what they. When they sting you or bite yeah, you, yeah. man, it hurts. I remember that movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. That is not an accurate depiction of ants. Those no, ants would kill. They're not sweet. The little kids. Yeah. I wouldn't say they're sweet. You cannot bait it with a little Debbie's oatmeal cream pie. Like, that would not work. <laughs> I mean, you could, but yeah. I don't think they'll be your friend after that. No. They just want to kill you so they get all of your cream pies. You would think so, yeah. They're yeah. very territorial. They, I mean, they're amazing. Like, they do the teamwork stuff. Right. Like, to oh, the 10th degree. But, yeah. 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 Anyway, okay. Now we're digressing <laughs> on ants. So, all right. So, now we find out that Dwight is hoarding dowels. Princess Unicorn and Michael knows the theme song. My horn can pierce the sky. Yeah. Uh I feel like this is nothing new. And recently people have done this with like PlayStation 5s at Christmas oh, time. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I was curious what some of the most popular toys are at Christmas time that make parents go crazy. Yeah. And like if, right now? What is right now? I don't know what right now is. But yeah, right now is when somebody would be buying all of the toys and then right. Christmas time they would jack up the price. Oh, I thought you meant just what were popular now or did you oh, mean just over in the, the history, years? Just okay. over the years. Okay. So obviously in the 1950s, it would be Barbie. So Barbie was the right. hot toy then. Uh, in the 1960s, it'd be G.I. Joe uh, or Etch-A-Sketch. Really? Okay. I guess but I don't know how much, uh, how much of these are in demand though, where prices are going up because the first thing that i remember 
is the 80s when Cabbage Patch Kids, oh, Cabbage yeah. Patch Dolls, like that's, that's when what things I remember. Things started got crazy. Yeah, that's what I remember. Do you remember anything before I do. that? No, I remember people getting trampled. Yeah, for and violence they, over they these Cabbage Patch. And then things settled down for a little bit. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. and then in the 90s, it was Tickle Me Elmo, right? And Furby, Furby near the I end. Remember. I was going to yep. say Furby. Yeah, yep. and then the 2000s, it was Nintendo Wii. I remember mm. that was a huge thing. I got a Nintendo Wii at Target. I loved Wii. And it was like a phone call after phone call. Like, do you have it? Can you hold it? No, yeah. you can't hold it. Okay, I I will be there. And then, right. and then, like I said, recently, it was the PlayStation, the PS5. That, yeah. That was like the hard ticket yeah. for like two years. And that I was, agree. scalpers really got that one out of control. Mm-hmm. Have you ever like waited in line for anything i have not have you ever had i don't to fight do bla- anybody no <laughs> i don't even do black friday i just it's too stressful for me i'd rather sleep in have you ever done black friday i have maybe once or twice and it's just not my thing i've done well i used to go black friday with my mom but i didn't go for like deals like they wanted the free stuff my yeah. mom is all about the free stuff so she would always go shopping on a black friday but uh yeah, I, I don't remember seeing any sort of trampling or stampede. No, or I've never seen anything. Like that, I've seen lines. I've seen lines. I've for seen sure. lines. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen. I've seen people camping out outside the store, which I think is crazy. Yeah, I'm not camping for yeah. nothing. All right. Yeah, I have one of the maybe two or three, maybe three times, but I want to say only like two times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of those times we did midnight, like we started at midnight. That was back when stores were open, like Walmart yeah. was open 24 hours. You know, I'm a big fan of stores being open on Thanksgiving. I, I know people hate that. I'm not saying like you should have until like 8 p.m. and then open the store at 8 p.m. Like after everybody's had like their oh, Thanksgiving like a dinner. late night. Yeah. Th- like, uh, that's not I, too bad. I'd rather that's get started on Thursday for the Black Friday shopping deals. Yeah. Like at that time. So. Right. That's just my thought. I don't I, know. I, I don't know. I'd rather be like playing games or hanging out instead of shopping. I mean, I understand that aspect too. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. All right. So now, uh, Michael, he's going to be the bartender yes. and he is doing some insane cocktail moves like yes. Tom Cruise from the movie <laughs> yeah. Cocktail. He's loving it. Oh yeah. Stanley is annoyed per usual. He just wants wine. Uh, Michael is making Meredith a, what does he call it? A one of everything? A one of everything. Yeah. 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 And uh, he goes on to say that he would love to own his own bar. Yeah. So. But didn't he say he, he almost failed? Passed. Oh, okay. Three. He would have been, I guess he's failed twice. Oh, okay. school twice. Because right. he, I think, I, yeah, a third time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for some reason I remember it as him saying that he almost passed. But yeah, I mean, either way, he failed. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it looked like he was doing a good job bartending, and yeah, he, was, he did. Even he was though he a looked, good time. yeah, even though he looked stupid, uh, <laughs> he, 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 he he was moving the bottles around fairly well. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um. So the drink. That he made for Meredith. Yeah. Do you remember everything that was in it? No, he lists those he went, off pretty it fast. It was so fast. Yeah. But it was. Um, where'd it go? Equal parts scotch, absinthe, rum, gin, vermouth, 
triple sec in two packs of Splenda. <laughs> now, the one thing I do remember is that Splenda, Michael is a big fan of Splenda. Yeah. He he puts it, uh, okay, well, we'll talk about that coming up. In his two-week notice episode, he has uh, something else in Splenda. So we'll talk about that then. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Sorry. You're okay. I'm okay. Yeah, she, I didn't eat coffee. <laughs> big yawn there. It was a Isn't big Isn't there yawn. caffeine in your LaCroix? No. <laughs> LaCroix. No. Oh, all right. No, no caffeine. So, okay. Anyway, you got more on the. Is that an actual drink? or No, it's just. I, I don't think so. He just went he, crazy. He just called it a one of everything, but she was so excited about it. She was like, oh my God. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. You know, but, I had a, a a shot one time. There's a drink called the Three Wise Men. Okay. Do you know it? No. It's just Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, and uh, what's the other name one? Johnny Walker? It might be. It might be. <laughs> Jameson. Yeah. It, it also could be. I'm not, I'm not sure. But, okay. Uh, I remember. Where are they all Jays? I don't know. Maybe Jays are drinkers. Maybe. Oh. Uh, but I remember it, I remember not enjoying it, but I don't remember a distinct flavor to yeah. it either. I'm but not like a straight a liquor Long person. Long Island iced tea has like everything in it. Yeah. Yeah. You I'm, know? I'm not a straight liquor type of a person. I'm a mixed liquor kind of a guy. Yeah. Like it, it's gotta it depends. be. It depends for me. You're going to have to wow me with your shot. You just can't come at me with like straight bourbon or anything uh, like that. So okay. yeah. I like it. Yeah. It depends though okay. on the drink. Um, but I'm this whole time I'm thinking, why would he give Meredith the one with a million different <laughs> alcohols in it, knowing what he knows yeah. about Meredith? Yeah. And then it's like comes to Jim and he's like, I just it's vodka and orange juice. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like something simple. Yeah. And, and what's he call that one? Oh. A vodka and orange juice. It's he, a screwdriver. He called it. Uh, <gasps> The orange vodjuska. Yeah. Orange vodjuska. Yeah. And then I think Mike or Jim makes a comment like if there is only another name for this or something like that, (laughs) doesn't he? Yeah. It's a screwdriver. Yeah. It's a screwdriver. Yep. Um, (laughs) So funny. But we do see Jim. um, He's standing, but Pam's at his desk. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So Pam is sitting at Jim's desk and Jim is there and he's rubbing... (laughs) A lamp, and he's, or no, I think they're up at reception. Yeah, that's got to be how no, it is. Yeah, I, I think so, because I think I remember seeing the high yeah. shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like, you get one wish, what do you want? And she's like, I wish you would stop rubbing that lamp in a creepy way. Right. And he's like, you fool, everybody knows you get, you know, you wish for a hundred more wishes or something like that. Yeah, I always uh, ask for infinite. Yeah, now, I've always wondered, and I've never looked up, why is it called a lamp? Like we know it as something else. Like it, it looks like a teapot. Yeah, it looks. Know? It looks more like a teapot. Yeah. For so, sure. so what? Why is it called a lamp? So I did a quick Google, and it's filled with images of why it's called a lamp. It is. It's. It's an oil lamp. It's like an old, ancient oil yeah, lamp. So you I fill it up with. That. Yeah, you fill it up with oil. You you shove a wick down the spout. So basically, mm-hmm. where the spout is is where, where it the burns. Smoke comes out. It, it burns as a candle. Yeah. So I'll show this to you. So, yeah. So that's essentially oh, what it looks okay. like when it's lit. Yeah, I've and never then, seen one lit, but it, I did know it was 
some kind of an oil-based Yeah, plant. so the, the handle is on the, and that's probably where the smoke comes from, and it's like the genie coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, just imagine where the genie comes out. There's like a, a candle-sized flame out of that instead, and you just carry it around on the back end where the handle's supposed to be, and that's your light as you walk around. Interesting. Yeah, as you walk okay. around the caves and stuff. It seems like so, it wouldn't give off much light. It would probably be as much as a candle would be. So, I mean, if you're used to the <laughs> I dark, guess so. I guess that would be a lot of light. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, people are taking their shoes off, mm-hmm. and that's the way Phyllis wants it. If you want the full Moroccan effect, you got to take your shoes off. Uh, that but, is true. But Toby is very hesitant, and when he takes his shoes off... Uh, he has holes in his socks. And I feel kind of bad for him. We're supposed to feel bad for him, but at the same time... I can't tell you how many times I've had holes in my socks. Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal, is it? <laughs> no. Like, And Phyllis is embarrassed for him, and I feel like he's feeling insecure, but there's nothing wrong with the holes in his socks. No, like, but I feel like... I mean, I usually try to throw those away, yeah. but I don't always get to it. And sometimes I'll put it on and be like, oh, I'll just throw them away next time. And then go ahead and wear them that day. <laughs> and and that way. would be the day that someone told me to take my shoes off and, and be like, oh, I'm wearing my holy socks today. And what if the holes happened while, while the shoes were? Yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. they wear down naturally. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, it, do you I have, hate having holy socks, though. It's so uncomfortable. Did you have more on the sock situation, the, the bare feet oh, well, situation? Well, no, I mean, it is. I wanted to know if it was customary to take your socks, I mean, take your shoes off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Morocco, and it is the first thing, according to uh, Traf... How do you say this? <laughs> you want to spell it? Trafalgar. Trafalgar. I'm sure I'm butchering that, but anyway... Dot com. Dot com. Um, the first thing to do is to remove your shoes before entering. Okay. Your host will offer you indoor slippers, or you can go barefoot. I feel like we've talked about this before, but are you a shoes off or a shoes on person? I like to have slippers. I don't like. I'm okay with like house shoes. Like, yeah, I'm okay with house shoes, but for the most part, I don't like the way. I couldn't wear normal shoes. Like it feels weird. Like the carpet it feels weird. Me. And, yeah. yeah, it doesn't bother me. But if it's like nice, soft carpet or a clean, nice, clean floor, I just don't like my feet to be cold. Oh, yeah. I don't like the hardness. I, I have some trouble with my feet because I'm kind of flat footed. Okay. And so I don't like the way the cold floor feels on my feet. Right. If right. it was a heated floor, I'd probably be more okay with it. Yeah. Like, why have a heated floor if you're just going to wear shoes and slippers? Yeah, I'd be okay with yeah. it if it's clean. But I don't like things like dust or anything to stick to my feet. I'm real weird about that. You, is it just your feet or is it all over? Well, anywhere, but I mean, if I'm are walking. You, are you most grossed out? Like, look, I can't take baths because. I don't like the thought of my body goo floating in the water as I'm soaking in it. You know what I mean? Like I feel dirty I in a bathtub. I know some people feel that way. I like baths. Yeah, right. and I understand. But, like I like hot tubs. I understand. Right. I, mean, I, I understand r- rinsing off though. Yeah, yeah like after, I, you know, with the shower. But uh, do you rinse off after a bath? Like with a I shower? don't. Because <laughs> that seems redundant. Yeah. 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 I don't unless it's like a. You know, you're soaking in something like a bath bomb or something, maybe. Yeah. Hey, you want to take a quick break? Sure. All right. We will be right back. Okay. (laughs) 
Okay, uh, we're back. Okay, so we last left off with the genie lamp, of course, but now we see Andy. He is playing the sitar. Mm-hmm. He's practicing. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I want to say it was on the Office Ladies podcast. They revealed that Andy wasn't in this episode much because the whole time he was actually learning to play the sitar during this episode. So that's sort of what he, they just sort of handed oh. it to him. I know he's a great musician. He plays guitar, the banjo. He's really good yeah. at it. Uh, they just sort of handed him the sitar, and he's like, I got this. And then he went off and worked on it, and they wow. they filmed a couple things as he was working on it, and then that's him actually playing the Christmas song at the that's end. That's pretty you know? impressive. Yeah, it is really impressive. But yeah. I did want to know, is the sitar from Morocco? Nope. It is not. Do you it's, know where it's from? Yeah, India. It is India. Yeah. Man, for some reason, I thought it was like somewhere in China or Japan or something. Oh, no. But do they have sitar in their music? I don't think so. I think I, it's, I, I always mean, think, I'm, I think it's India. I, I mean, I, I think that's. You uh, are correct. You are correct. But I, I always don't think thought it's it, used much anywhere else. Yeah. No, and that makes sense, too. Yeah. But in my head, I always thought it was like more Eastern Asian than, oh. than just like Central Asia. Gotcha. Uh, Michael is still bartending and uh, Stanley wants more red wine. This is when he gives Jim the screwdriver mm-hmm. and Creed is off to the side smoking some hookah. <laughs> yeah. And this is, I want to know if hookah was Moroccan. Uh-huh. Is it? Is it? Uh, the exact origins of the hookah are unclear, but many believe that the hookah, hookah, the hookah. originated in India. Oh, so it's um, India too. So. Yeah, yeah. Today, hookah, hookah. Why am I reading it and saying it differently? Like I know how to say it when we're just having a conversation, but when yeah. I'm reading it, I say it differently. Today, hookah is popular in the Middle East, Turkey, and parts of Asia and Africa, and of okay. course, Morocco is the north, right. central, northwest part right. of of Africa. It, right, and Morocco is the seventh largest of seventh largest country in africa did you know that no i did not i've got another mind blower morocco was the very first country to recognize the united states as its own country oh so, yeah interesting yeah the united states was like hey we're separated from england and morocco's like, like cool oh, you got it bro All right. <laughs> let's do some trading stuff yeah very cool mm-hmm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Look at you with mm-hmm. your fun facts. <laughs> now we see Dwight, and he is cleaning up on the doll. Oh, yeah, he's racking uh, up. The black market yeah, doll. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. Cha-ching. Uh, and now we see Meredith in the background. She's dancing like a fool. Uh, She's just, really getting into it. Yep. And then all of a sudden, her hair is on fire. Yep. On fire. Have you ever had your hair on fire? Yes. What? Yes. Like... On your head hair? Yeah, it. I it was in California. Yeah, and I. Well, let's paint the picture. Uh, okay. What year? Ish. Oh. Time frame. Two thousand thirteen. Fourteen. Good enough for me. It's not like I Something can fact like check that? you. No. I don't know. So like ten years ago then. Yeah. All so. right. And you're dancing around, listening to Moroccan music. I needed to to light a candle okay. for some reason. All right. And I was looking around, and I saw a lighter, and it was outside, and uh-huh. it was really hot, and it was one of those crazy, uh, I don't what the ones that are clear, cheap lighters. I think Big. they call them like crack lighters. 
You know what I'm talking about? You're opening up a whole new side of your anyway, personality cheap, to me. Cheap lighter. It was a cheap lighter. Okay. With a silver top and disposable it's clear, lighter. Like a disposable lighter. A big lighter. No, it's not a big. It's Ooh. like a cheaper version. Okay. I can't. It, I can't remember the All name right. of it. Anyway. But anyway. So I was like, I'll just go grab it. And so I went to, <laughs> it was hot. Yeah. Because it's been in the sun. And I went to light it and it exploded. <gasps> I mean, like, like a big, yeah, whatever power, one of those little things, more than you think. But anyway, it burned my eyelashes off, my eyebrows, and all around the front of my hair. I want a picture of this. It was so bad. Do you have a picture of this? No, I was I was traumatized. I bet. I had to go to work. I had no eyelashes for a long time. I hope you didn't say anything to anybody. You just walked in, no eyelashes, no <laughs> eyebrows, and you're like, all right, guys, this is what we need to do today. And they're just looking at you like you're crazy, and you yeah, it exploded in my it. face. That is insane. Yep. There is it nothing so bad. I was going to say there is nothing that smells worse than burnt hair. It's it was awful. It is really bad. Uh, but yeah, my eyelashes were gone. I maybe had one or two left on one side. You look like a cracked and out my doll, eyebrows, you know? I mean, parts of my eyebrows. Yeah. And then there were like my hair. It was just like little just little yeah. like oh inch God. long. All around the perimeter of my face. I'm so happy I asked because I've never heard this story. And it took so. forever. People do for not it to look grow right. Back. People do not look right with no eyebrows. I was freaking out about my eyelashes the most because I have some pretty nice eyelashes. They are beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I thought they weren't coming back. I didn't know. And everybody kept saying, they'll heard, grow back. They'll grow you know, back. It, I, and I used, to itch my like my eyelashes would would get itchy you know so to itch them i would just sort of like pull on them a little bit you know because yeah. you can't really just start scratching with your nail and so i would always pull out a few eyelashes like they just fall out yeah you know? and then i think i told my mom and she's like don't do that they'll never grow back see and that's what i had heard this so. is like fourth grade and yeah. i believed this until i was in high school i think i heard the same thing and yeah. that's why i was like mortified i was yeah. like i'm not i'm never gonna have eyelashes for the rest of my life if anybody has heard that let us reassure you your yeah. eyelashes grow back they do grow back just fine yeah and yeah. i think mine grew back longer longer yeah they, <laughs> they say that happens when you shave and stuff so maybe thicker and know. fuller yep is this a so new anyway, beauty I routine i fully recovered from that incident that's good your eyebrows are thick and luxurious thank you they're growing like wild weeds so <laughs> <laughs> i think it looks fantastic <laughs> i'm gonna have to smooth them down Let's smooth them down all right um so <laughs> <laughs> Creed chimes in and he's like, uh, she burned up. She went up really fast. Yeah, so she, she might be a witch. And then he thinks about it. He's like, she might not be a witch. Like he can't yeah. remember which it witch, is. Yeah. I, I did not look it up. If witches are supposed to burn fast or slow, I can't imagine there. Yeah. He was uh, like, she's a witch or she's not a witch. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine <laughs> the there's much research on how fast a witch is supposed to burn. I don't know. Uh, the men are discussing when they can do an intervention for Meredith. Yeah. When is a good time? There's never a good time for no. an intervention. No. Uh, Jim suggests groundhog day. So this is like February. This is before Christmas and right. they are making plans for groundhog day, February 2nd. And of course, Michael says, no, I can't do it that day. I celebrate privately, <laughs> which is absurd that groundhog day to begin with is a holiday and to have somebody like Michael 
celebrate privately. This is a very personal holiday to him. That's so funny. <laughs> are there are there groundhog decorations? I don't think so. I don't think so, but we should make some groundhog. Yeah. This should be a big deal. I heard that. That's true. I've seen a meme or heard a joke where they should release uh, a sequel to Groundhog Day, the movie with Bill Murray, but then just have it be the exact same movie. Like, this is Groundhog Day 2. Oh. Because it just repeats over and over. That'd be funny. That's a great movie. (laughs) I know you think so, too. I couldn't do it. You're hesitant, but I know you like it. I liked it better when I saw it when you forced me to watch it i don't remember forcing anybody yeah i mean i showed you where the key to the handcuffs were so (laughs) (laughs) you could have left if you could have reached them um (laughs) so yeah ultimately they decide to do it that day uh meredith feels better though she threw up and kevin says fire girl yeah and i love that they keep that joke going yes. but uh, even he knows it's too soon mm-hmm. uh, meredith denies being an alcoholic which i have problems with because uh in season two i think the boys and girls episode when uh all the girls are in the conference room and the boys go down to the warehouse uh Meredith introduces herself as an alcoholic or she begins to do the, the right. stereotypical AA introduction where it's like, hi, I'm hi, Meredith and I'm a, and, yeah. then, and then she remembers it. Right. So we know Meredith is an alcoholic, yeah. but yeah, yeah, for some reason she's denying it here. Yes. I, I wanted to talk about when the, the girls, I think it was Pam and Angela that were trying to, it was to Kelly. Kelly. Kelly yep. trying to tell Meredith. Yeah, that's right. It was Pam and Kelly, and they were just lying to her. That looks you know? great. Yeah, that no, it looks great. great. You get great. You can't even tell, you yeah. know? Kelly has an awesome I hate camera. this. Why can't we just be like, look, your hair was just on fire. Of course you don't look good right now. But it and will you know, that's grow back, like, you know? And I don't want to ruin things, but yeah. that is a very much a female response and way of handling i, I agree it. because there 90 percent of guys would be like you look like shit dude yeah no, <laughs> like, man you really burn it or, good, they'd, or they'd be cracking jokes like i cracked with you about burning your eyelashes yeah, off you know right and, and yeah. yeah guys would but not don't hold lie. back just say no. it looks bad right now yeah i'm glad you're okay and it's going to grow back we can help you disguise it like just be honest but don't be like oh no it looks great yeah it happens a lot now for our benefit for our benefit it was a joke in the show but that is almost we know that is almost how it would exactly play out yeah i mean of course the person that you know it happened to would want reassurance yeah they they can be reassured and still tell the truth yeah (laughs) you know what i mean still be honest exactly so uh andy has a little i don't want to say talking head because he's in the uh conference room right but he he goes on his nickname was puke (laughs) or ace or buzz or boner champ but the boner champ wasn't mentioned it's just his nickname that he's mentioned before and after this episode but i just thought it was weird i mean that was part of the running gag on this one too is like i i I drank all the time my nickname was puke you know right and then i had to wake up and take a test and i I got a b plus that's why they call me ace yeah you know (laughs) yeah and it's just what he said they called me he said he aced his test, and they called him Ace. Yeah. But then he's like, and I got straight Bs. I'm like, that's not Ace. Right. <laughs> um, 
Toby has issues with the intervention. I feel like Toby is oftentimes the voice of reason. Yeah, he tries to be. I, I will say kudos to Michael for trying, though. Like, yeah. Because he genuinely I mean, they cares. Are all close, and yeah, he, does, he does care. He genuinely cares about everybody, and he's trying to help Meredith, who might be the least popular person in the office. Right. You know, based off of you know the coworkers. Yeah. Uh, I was curious, and I wanted to look up what the keys to a good intervention is. Nice. Um, and, and I just got five of them here for you. I'll just zip right through them. I like that. Anyway, uh, don't wing it. Be prepared. So have something written down, ready to say. Two, stay positive. You don't want to attack anybody. You want to you just give them a loving environment and let them know that things can be better. Uh, three, you hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. That sounds pretty self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. Four, whenever possible, opt for a professional interventionist. Like I think these, that's a good idea. These people know what they are doing. They know how to handle it. They know how to guide the conversation. So it, it definitely yeah. takes it, it, it. It'll come off as more confrontational if you try to handle it. Uh, and number five, secure your drug rehab first. So you want to make sure that these people have a place to go almost instantly after the intervention and you need to make sure that they can get in that day or right. at the very least the next day. So if you don't have a plan for what happens after the intervention, then maybe hold off on the intervention a little bit. So those are, that's just off the internet. I'm not saying that's the best advice and I'm not saying that's what everybody should do. Obviously every situation is different, but I was curious how to make a intervention yeah, successful. I would agree with that. Yeah. Cause, so. uh, it can go horribly wrong if you're not prepared. Yeah. Uh, Dwight likes but doesn't like Meredith. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, it, Michael says something to Dwight. He's like, mm, I've never had a problem with Meredith. And then it, it cuts to a talking head where Dwight's like, actually, I don't like Meredith. I just don't like any of this other stuff. And he talks about how the shrewds have five rules for. Yes, I love this. Uh, it, it, what were the rules for? Like a five finger intervention, the five finger intervention. And yes. you, you've got these. Yes. All right. Read them to us. All right. And he counts them backwards. He, oh, he, yeah, he, he starts with his pinky. He, yeah. But he opens the hand up as he goes yeah. instead of closing. Like all, usually when you're fist. counting. Yeah, yeah. Usually when you're counting with your hand, you end up with a fist. But this one, he starts with a fist and he starts opening. Yeah. But yeah. And he starts with a pinky too, right. or the thumb or something. I don't know. So five finger intervention awareness education control acceptance and punching <laughs> punch. i love it i wish there was an explanation on the punching but yeah yeah he just leaves it at punching Man, my yeah. back is itching i wish i had back scratches somewhere uh phyllis was ready to hand out the uh, company Christmas presents, but she's decided that maybe they're not appropriate now because it turns out that they are little Dunder Mifflin shot, shot glasses. glasses. I thought that was a weird corporate gift. It is, and really cheap, too. Yeah, like, really cheap. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like we can buy these shot glasses now. They they oh, look yeah. like, yeah, they just look like things yeah. that you should be able to buy. That's true. Because we're office fans. Yeah. So. Um. Now, Angela is tired of doing all of this work, but Phyllis keeps applying the pressure. She has her making uh, 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 pita and yeah. hummus. Toasted pita. Toasted pita and, and then, hummus. what did she say? Napkined yeah. out. Fan, yeah. Fanned. Fanned yeah. out. And then also, she wants the napkins fanned. 
out as well so they I can be PETA. easily opened i love pita i too. love hummus mm-hmm. so this sounds delicious it to does me. it's a good snack yeah toasted uh, toasted pita is really good as well I, you know i think i've had warm but not toasted it's so good Meredith uh, does admit she does have an addiction, but it's not to drinking, it's to porn. (laughs) Yeah. And everybody groans like, oh, gross. But why? Because I think that's what they think they're supposed to do. It would be, if she said she likes to act in porn, then I would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just a general statement that she's addicted to porn, then like, what difference does it make to them? Maybe I'm just not as sensitive as they are. I don't know. I just didn't think it was a big deal that she said she was addicted to porn. It would be a bigger deal if she said she was addicted to acting in porn. Right, right. So Mm -hmm. something like that. That was my thought on that one. Uh, And Michael makes a comment about uh, what if she came into the office and she died? Yeah. Or something like that. So then Dwight's, uh, uh, Dwight said he would kill her with a wooden stick in the brain. And that's his favorite way to kill a zombie is to stab mm-hmm. it on the brain with a wooden stick. Yes, so. <laughs> a wooden stick. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. What other kind of stick would there be? Isn't a stick just wooden? Like if I had a plastic stick, is it still a stick? I don't know. I think it's, does stick constitute it being wooden? Or is that a rule? A when stick? I, well, when I think of a stick. It's made of wood. All right. I guess when I think of a stick, I think of part of a branch, like a smaller branch yeah. off of a branch. That yeah. would be a stick to me. Stick. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, you can have walking sticks that they are made out of wood. But still, every time I think of a stick, it's wood. Yeah. I could think it would be a pole otherwise if it was made out of something else. I don't know. 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 You know? I don't know. All right. <laughs> Um, Michael accuses everyone of being an enabler. Yeah. And I think to an extent he's right. Yeah. Well, he is too. Yeah, that's he just true. made her this, this He was drink. the biggest enabler, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's the one that but started it. He's willing to change his ways, though, too. Right. So, yeah. uh, enabler, enabler. Uh, I don't think they're necessarily trying to enable her. They just don't want to deal with the situation. No. Yeah. Which is like an extension of enabling. Mm. Uh. So Michael takes Meredith back into the office to have a private conversation with her, and Dwight grabs, out comes Angela, with her beautiful tray of hummus and toasted pita. It looks fantastic. And Phyllis is like, ah, you're too late. But Dwight grabs a slice of the pita, and he dips it, and then he double dips it. Did you notice? Yes. I'd be mad. Actually, I would not be mad, but I know that's a social faux pas. Yeah. I would not do it in front of people. I double dip all the time. I have no problem with double dipping. I don't it, think it's a big deal. Around like your friends or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah, but I'm not a germaphobe. But just to way. avoid people giving me grief about it, I would not double dip. I wouldn't it. do it in public. Yeah. You know. But do you think it's right or wrong? I I don't know. For some reason if it's it depends on the situation. Like if it's in my house and I'm with my friends and then, you yeah, know. But if your friends are double dipping, do you have a problem with it? No. I don't either. But if I was in, if it was around people that I didn't know, I might have a problem with it. Didn't know, yes. But this is a closed office. Yeah, like, but a closed office. If this, in this setting, Environment, in, I would be totally in the okay. office, if I was in, worked in that office and yeah. I knew the people like they know each other, I'd be okay with it. I would be okay. Maybe yeah. not Meredith though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
let's see. Michael has a talking head about uh, Christmas wishes, and if he could have a Christmas wish, he would wish for uh, Meredith to get better. To get better, mm-hmm. but his Christmas wishes never come true. Never come true. So uh, he wouldn't waste that wish on her. Right. So he wouldn't maybe want chocolate or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe a, a watch. He's a chocoholic. He is a chocoholic. But then he goes on to mention a watch. Like, yeah, maybe a watch would be yeah. good. This is because er, or at the end of last season, Goodbye Toby, he gave his watch to Toby. Oh, yeah. So this is a little callback that he doesn't have a watch. So right. he's like, a watch would be nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, where was I at here? I got a little mumbo jumbo in my notes. So it just says, Michael is convinced he's right. And then Halwa Chabakia cookie served during Ramadan. Did you check this out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get much. It's, um, I can take what it's made of. Gulp, gulp, gulp. I'm thirsty. Mm. It is made. It's a flavored cookie that is fried and then soaked in honey and sprinkled with sesame seeds. A cookie has sesame seeds. You know, I think I would like it. It sounds good. I think I would like it, but it's probably not as sweet as I'm thinking it would be. Right. It's probably sweeter than a cracker, but not as sweet as a traditional cookie, is my thought. Hmm. It looks like this. Oh, that actually does look pretty good. Mm -hmm. I've seen these. Yeah. Uh, Michael is taking Meredith out after their... uh, Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I missed one. Andy's going crazy on the sitar. And Jim asks him to stop. And right. r- roughly no one has enjoyed Andy's playing today. Mm-mm. He's just going crazy. He did the, there's a place in France where the naked ladies yeah, dance. Yeah. And then he's just strumming it obnoxiously. I would be annoyed at this uh-huh. strumming. Like, yeah. you know, once or twice is fine. But, you know. Right. Uh, so, yeah, Jim's like, you take requests. Andy's like, yeah, sure. Please stop. Please yeah. Stop. <laughs> uh, so now Michael comes out of the office with Meredith, and uh, it, it appears that she has agreed to go to rehab. Yes. And Michael is very calmly and somberly mm-hmm. uh, asking for the address from right. Toby. Yeah. Uh, the the name of the rehab place. Yes. And uh, so Toby writes it down, and or Michael writes it so down. So it seems like they're leaving. To yeah, it go seems to like they're leaving. And right. then he throws the pen at Toby and hits him in the forehead. <laughs> so awful. Now, for the longest time, even the sound effect, it sounded legit. Yeah. It, it sounded really legit. Uh, but it was just a rubber pen. It was super soft. Oh. So uh, that's why Toby doesn't flinch too much. Um, it, it, but it, it's... It's one of those little jokes in such a sensitive moment that just makes me laugh harder just because it's such an inappropriate thing to do at the time. Yeah. So even though the joke itself is not hilarious, the the timing of it, I think, is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, But, of course, as we know, Michael tricked Meredith, and he's taking her to a rehab place. And I have to say, all of the cars in this episode, especially around this time frame, look fantastic. They look winterized. Yeah, they, they look do. look like they have the dirty snow on them. Yeah, And it's like dried do. and stuff. So I just wanted to give props to Art the arts department. department. Yeah, yes. they did such a good job. Awesome. Now we see Toby. He's uh, talking to his daughter on the phone. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, what do you know about this princess unicorn thing? And you can just hear a little girl screaming over the phone. And he gets super 
excited. He's yes, like, he I'm going to be the hero. My ex-wife is going to be pissed. And my daughter is going to love me. And I feel like I can relate to this. And it, so I'm like rooting for Toby. And right. uh, <laughs> so Toby goes to Dwight and he's like, hey, I'm going to buy this doll. But Daryl got to it first. Yeah. And uh, Toby starts freaking out. And he's like, please, I'll do anything. He's Just, begging. I will he, pay you double. It's really pathetic. Yeah. Like, he's begging, seriously. Yeah. And uh, Daryl's like, all right, I'll get it to you for 400 And Toby's like, I only got 200 And he's like, you can owe me. You can owe me. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, you would think he'd cut a deal with right. him. He's like, you can you owe me. me. <laughs> so Toby's relieved. Daryl hands over the doll, and it turns out the doll is black. Yeah. And this, of course, uh, there's a pause. There's a Toby pause. pauses, and and, yeah. and it throws a curveball into Toby's plan. Yeah. So who's 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 racist here? Is Toby racist, or does Toby know that his daughter's racist? <laughs> so, I don't know. I. I uh, it is I, a I weird, awkward just, situation, but it's 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 such a a commentary on how minorities have had to deal with white dolls for the the yeah, most of their life, and yeah. now it's it's reversed, and it's it's a right. sadly a comedic scenario. No, but, but I think he, I mean, he was okay. It took he, like he paused for a minute, but I think that was yeah, pretty you know. But it is it is one of those social awkward moments. And it was it, socially awkward. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like the office is aware of it, so they mm-hmm. they wrote it and they made it a joke, and I right. thought it was hilarious. And Daryl calls him out on it. He's like, "Something wrong with the doll?" Yeah. <laughs> so, He's like, "No, yeah. no." I love it. I yep. love it. Um. So now we're seeing Michael take Meredith into the rehab place, and she keeps mm-hmm. saying, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" And yeah. that reminds me of it's like a current. Uh, video clip and uh-huh. and the audio has been pulled and used with a bunch of other clips, but it's it's a uh, a gentleman who's about to be he's in a chair and he's about to be bungee jumped. He's about to be pushed uh, off, and uh-huh. and he just keeps repeating. Let me tell you something. Let yeah, me tell yeah, you yeah, something. Yeah, Let yeah. me tell you something. Yeah. So it just it reminds me of that <laughs> where she just keeps saying, "Wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute." I I don't know when, when she's fighting going in there. I, it's, it's legit. Awesome acting by Kate Flannery. Yeah. She did. She but nailed it's funny that. too the way it's she's funny, playing keep away. Yeah. But it's amazing. She it really is. commits to it. It's it so is. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to know though, can you force somebody to go to rehab and, uh, can you deposit an alcoholic? I I have a deposit, an alcoholic, (laughs) uh, that is specified as an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, you, oh, did you hear that? My Mm. eye just made like a little suction cuppy noise. It itches. So I was rubbing it with my palm, which I know you're not (laughs) supposed to do, but it did make a little like suction cuppy sound. Mm -hmm. Um, the short answer is yes, but not really, sort of. Right. Uh, that's that's what if, I mean. if, the, if you're the guardian and they're under 18, yes. yes. Uh, if they are over 18, yes, but you need a court order. Yeah. There's so several it, different It's It's not going to be an instant happen. result. And it's state by state, too. Yeah. There's like, I, I think it was like 36 states. I, I could be wrong, but it's something like that. In the 30s, anyway. Yeah, in the 30s. Basically saying that you could if there was a court order? Y- yes. Okay. But there's like a step-by-step process and it yeah. and it's it varies, you know, and the problem depending is, on what state you're in, like yeah. there has to be a threat. 
like the individual poses danger to themselves or others. Um, it's, you know, it has caused a disability. The addiction has rendered them physically or mentally disabled. Um, they, or they're incapable. They lack the ability to make decisions. Right. Yeah. Or they're, there's neglect. Like your loved one is unable to fulfill their basic needs. Yeah. Tend to their personal affairs or total loss of control. Yeah. So those are like the five main petitions that you can petition the court with. I have mixed get. feelings about this because I feel like if somebody needs help, they need help right away. Yeah. And the court is going to be a process. However, yep. if you're just somebody messing around, yeah, or you know, yeah, you shouldn't just be able to say no. They're a threat to themselves or other people. I need right. to commit them. You know, right. they need rehab. Like, I don't right. think I that think, should happen either. Yeah, it's, it's, so, t- it's, it's, yeah, yeah it's so hard. I, I it's a hard know, one. I don't know the right way. If, if intentions were always good, then there should be no problem. Yeah. But that's, that's not the way the world works. Right. So, uh, finally back at the office, uh, Angela has had enough of Phyllis's crap and she mm-hmm. basically just says, you're not going to wrap me out because then you would lose your power over me. Right. Um, and she thinks she won. Angela thinks she won. Yeah, but if you... <sighs> what Angela says is correct. However, if Angela identifies this, then Phyllis loses power over her anyway. Right, yeah. So, you know, she calls Phyllis's bluff and Phyllis delivers. So mm-hmm. she just announces... Yeah, Dwight and Angela are hooking up. Rats I caught are him. out. Yeah, yep. I, I caught him like eight months ago. Yep, and Andy just happened to be out of the room. Yep, at yep. that time. Yep. So everybody else hears except Andy. Yep. So he is um, clueless. And 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 I'm I am not a Phyllis fan, but mm-hmm. I am proud of her for delivering through. Yeah. 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 She didn't let Angela yep. bully her. And Pam claims to know. Yeah. So I knew it. I knew it. I knew some of it. <laughs> but what did she know? Pam knew before they broke up, before right. before Angela's cat died. Yeah. Pam knew. Yeah. Since Angela's cat died, I don't think anybody knew that there was an affair going no. on. Because how would they let that happen? Even though right. they might not like Andy, which I think is debatable yeah. at this point in the episode right. or the, the show. Yeah. Um, I don't think they would still stand by and just let it happen. No. So, yeah, I wonder what exactly Pam knew. I don't know. But it's Christmas, so Jim lets her have credit. Yes. And because she's like, that that part cracked me up. Yeah. But it's Christmas. Let me win, pretty much. It's like, (laughs) okay. She knew the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Michael now mentions that he, we find out that you can't just commit anybody to rehab you know yeah uh so now he needs to push her to her rock bottom and he thinks he can do it because he's pushed jan to her rock bottom yeah so exactly (laughs) michael he's a good friend so he's gonna drive you nuts so he can help you push her to the breaking point yeah so she can get help yep so now andy shows up with his sitar he has practiced all day and he is ready to perform for the office poor guy yeah everybody's just staring at him it's awkward but he just nails it he's like all right check it out everybody and uh he starts singing deck the halls uh on the sitar and uh he does a great job yeah you know better than i could do on the sitar yeah and nobody claps when he's done and he's like yeesh tough tough room yeah you know stretches his collar and 
Yeah. That's when Angela says, super depressed, I yeah. want to go home. And he's like, okay, protocol is that everybody would have clapped, but we'll yeah. work on that or whatever he says. Yeah. Uh, Dwight has a smirk on his face, though, when going back to when Phyllis announces it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Dwight has a smirk on his face. It reminds me of a turtle. Yeah. Like he's got a very turtle-esque face when <laughs> Phyllis announces that. Yeah, I can see that. So That's so funny. It, yeah, and he's just... He says, don't act surprised, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Dwight still has a smirk on his face when Andy's leaving. I don't know if you noticed that either. And Andy's just completely clueless. Clueless. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Poor dude. Yep. And then uh, he takes Angela home and that that's it. Yeah. That's the end of the that's episode, the right? the episode, yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I thought there was another stinger. But no, that's how the episode no, ends. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. They left it there. What did you think of this episode? I liked it. I like it. I mean, all I the episodes it. are good. Yeah. But yeah, this this is a good one. and It is good. It's one of those critical episodes, too. Mm-hmm. It's, this is the one that sets up other things to come. Yes. So, yeah. It, it seems and like something is always well. happening. Yeah. They did it really well. Yeah. My favorite was, I just thought, I thought Kate Flannery did an excellent job in this episode. I would agree. And I've... And it was nice to see her highlighted yeah. character you know and and so. we'll notice this more in the next episode but uh, i'm also starting to appreciate uh ed helms performance yeah as andy yeah uh there's we'll, we'll, they're all getting richer yeah and more developed we'll bring you know? it up again because there's some subtleties to his performance in the next episode that i want to call out so i don't oh, want to talk yeah. about it just yet but even Looking forward to that, even as he was walking out of the office at the end, I'm like, this is pretty good. Like the clueless he's doing mm-hmm. and just his facial expression and, and his delivery of the lines. I really appreciate it. And I've never really appreciated it before. So yeah, I think he's doing a good job because it's easy to just be annoying, but he's starting to add layers to his yeah. annoyingness. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. He's annoying, but he, he does a good job showing that he is genuine. Yeah. You know? And and the writers did that too. Like for everybody across every episode of every season, like they do such a good job because you hated Michael in the beginning. Mm -hmm. By the time Michael is leaving, you love him. Right. And Andy was annoying at first. Mm -hmm. And then he's the victim and they do a good job of pointing out that he's the victim in in this season. And, and then by, you know, season eight, when he's the manager, you're kind of like, all right, you know, yeah. I, it's it's believable, you know. Right. And, and same thing with Dwight, when y- you would never want him to be regional manager. Right. And then by the time he gets it in season nine, you're like, this is, he deserves this. Sense, yeah. yeah. So the yeah. writers do a fantastic job of they do. kind of switching our perspective on, on uh-huh. everybody. So it's just, they do it's such a great so, job. It's so well done. Yeah. Yeah. Bravo. Bravo. So I, I this is all I got for this <laughs> That's episode. That's all I got. All right. Let's get out of here. All right. It's how did we do? It's twelve forty AM now. Not so we bad. went we went over an hour with our break. So we did. Nailed yeah, it. Yeah. Thanks Woo-hoo. for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh and you know, the the rating and and following along and checking us out on social media and stuff. We really appreciate we it. We do. So, thank you. So thanks again. And I feel like we need to start saying this stuff at the beginning of the episodes. Yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, everybody, we hope you have a good day and we'll be back in a few days with another episode of TV We Love. Yes, we will. Woo. Bye-bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening. Check out our social media pages. At TV We Love on Twitter. TV We Love on Facebook. And TV We Love Podcast on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider following and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate all ratings and reviews. Especially the five-star ones. We'll be back soon with another episode of TV We Love. Bye.